Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. I'm Lewis Tomlinson. With me is James Watson. Hello. Well, what a weekend it's been. Champions Day. That was absolutely brilliant. We'll be talking about Stradivarius. We'll be talking about Roaring Lion. We'll be talking about Sands of Marley and everything else that happened at Ascot at the weekend. We'll also be looking forward to the first Cheltenham meeting of the season. It's going to be a cracking weekend of sport, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, with the, the old Roan chase on Sunday at Aintree and there's plenty of there's two novice chases, I think, at Cheltenham. So I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the novices step up over fences. Yeah, uh, we'll start. We'll start with Ascot Champions Day. I mean, I'm I'm not going to make any secret of the fact that I'm a national hunt man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You know, they're they're selling hurdles at Sedgefield. I'd rather watch them Champions Day. But just as a sports fan, it's a magnificent, magnificent occasion, and the right horse has won. Stradivarius was a long-distance champion. De- Deserved to be crowned the long-distance champion of the season. Yeah, Roaring Lion. Yeah, as, as, as arguably the best horse of the season. And Cracksman won as well. There's, there's, there's very, very little that you can complain about with yeah. Champions Day. I know it's it's not even a decade old now, but it really is. And at the start, it was sort of, is it really needed this late on in the season? Is it placed in the right place? But two weeks after arc, after the arc, You've sort of got enough breathing room between the two to freshen your horse up, as we saw with Magical. Yeah, exactly. She finished ten fat long shot this year. Yeah, and then surprised Larty Dar followers, who's everyone's fourfold accumulators, went to pieces after that. But yeah, yeah. Well, should we start with Stradivarius? Just what a horse he's been this year. Uh, yeah, he's he's been the f- mode of consistency this season. He's uh, four wins have been outstanding even even the fourth one to win the was it the Lonsdale to win the one million pound bonus he looked under he, he didn't quite win it as easy as his others but he just ground it out at the end of the day and that's the thing with Cracksman he uh, Stradivarius sorry he he just gets the job done what do you think though yeah it's I mean it's five wins from five in this season all over marathon distances he's just not very very not else you can say apart from he's clearly the best at that distance in Europe, but by some degree. But if everyone was fit this season from that division, so if Big Orange was fit this season, would would, would Big Orange be able to challenge Stradivarius? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Uh, I like I like them both really, but. How old's Big Orange now? He must be six or seven. Yeah, he's getting on a bit. Yeah, Stradivarius is still only four. Is 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 he staying in training next year? I think I think he is. I think that uh, I read some. I can't remember what it was, but he has got a, he's a lot of targets for next season. And also with him winning the one million pound bonus, it also gives him a boost. As in, he can other people still can win it because they know it's winnable because yeah. he's done it before. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, moving away from him, the champion sprint was won by Sands of Marley. He was a, not a bad little two-year-old last season. C- kind of hasn't, well, didn't really threaten at the top level. Finished second in the Commonwealth Cup, but bounced back to form really well. Ascot won it at a big to, price. Ascot seems to be his track, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Heavy ground. Ascot, was it a 
perfect ride by Paul Hannigan? Because I think it is. I, I thought that was one of the best rides of the day. He timed the fractions up front perfectly. So, I was on Harry Angel. I absolutely I, adore him. I, I love him so much. Uh, I've seen him so many times in person. But uh, that's going to be the last time I think Harry Angel runs. Unless, I think they should run him over five furlongs next season. But I'm not Sheikh Mohammed, am I? So. No, move on to the Mayors. Magical was the winner of that for Aidan O'Brien. It was quite a good finish. Coronet's a cracking model of consistency. I, I read she, she's running 11 grade 1s and finished placed, or won, nine times. Yeah. She, that, that, that For grade 1 form, that is very strong. She's a really, really, really solid horse. M- Magical's talented. I'd, I'd like to see her carry on next season, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I hope she stays in training. Cause there's rumours she's going to the Breeders' Cup this year. Is is well, for the fillies and mares. Yeah. So I'm quite I'd be quite interested. At, I think she was about eight to one when I looked yesterday. Yeah. She could be a bit of each way value. Now one thing I'd like to talk about regarding this is the flat ratings. Like I know she's run at long shop since, but do you know what magical went into that race rated? 111. 111. That for a dual group two winner. 111 yeah. seriously the the thing is I know the ratings are always an exact science and the more used over jumps where you know there are, there are graded handicaps but once it gets to group uh, you know a group horse or even to the top level it's, it seems very much like the ratings almost go out of the window an official rating mm-hmm. because once you're over 110 you're not running in an handicap unless you go to Australia yeah <laughs> Winked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what's like that? I remember a couple of years ago, to be fair, it couldn't be the same over jumps because I remember two years ago, Camping Ground went off top rated in the Champion Hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And he'd won a great, he won the grade two at Fontwell, were it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's it, it's a strange thing, whereas the ha- you know the handicapper is to play such a massive part in racing up to the top level where he doesn't. And then it's like, well, should we just think of a number <laughs> pick a number any number and then give yeah. them one 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 five or one one eleven yeah because what one eleven suggests that she's just barely above barely interlisted company yeah which is clearly not i mean she, she, she she'll be rated more than that but she's finished 10th in an arc and then and also won two group twos this season mm-hmm. she's clearly better than that mm-hmm. but i guess i guess that's part of part of flat racing really yeah uh roaring lions being the best horse this year uh, he's been one of he, he is the horse of the season I'm not going to argue four group ones is it now uh, his Judmont win I thought was the most impressive uh, he beat Poets Word by three and a quarter lengths and Thundering Blue he's a he, I think he's a group one horse I used to think he was a bit of a handicapper who were a bit dodgy and needed to be rode a certain way but the pace of group one race it sort of fit him Saxon Warrior was in fourth. He went out on his sword in the Irish Champion Stakes at Leopardstown. So I th- now he's retired. He, he could be one hell of a horse at stud. And Ben Battle was back in fifth, who goes over to the, this weekend to Australia for the Cox Plate, Yeah. where Winks will get beat by Ben Battle. I've said it. Ben I Battle mean, will beat Winks. I mean... To any Australian listeners, we may, we probably don't have. I'll just apologise there before you turn off and 
slagged him off on Twitter. But no, I, I can kind of see where you're coming from because they've never the Aussies have never been too good at middle anything dis- other than sprinters. Uh, middle, yeah, middle distance dis- distance isn't their cup of tea. Sprinters, you can, they've had some great sprinters over the time. So. I mean, even look at the Melbourne Cup, the amount of horses, the amount of horses that even even if they've been Aussie trained, have been ex-British. Yeah, or ex-Aidan O'Brien or... Yeah. So I, I can see us having first, second, third, fourth and fifth in the Melbourne Cup as well. I can see us stealing all the prize money. And as I say, we can't really say much other than Cracksman's just very, very, very good. On soft ground. I, I think on soft ground he wins anything, but on good ground... Is a slight question. I absolutely, I absolutely love love the racing post in running comments for him. The final thing. Soon ridden well clear. Rider waving whipping celebration <laughs> last 100 yards. <laughs> He's down with half a furlong to go. Yeah. Uh, he, he just did what Cracksman did last year in the Champion Stakes, really. Crystal Ocean was back in sixth. and Christ, uh, Crystal Ocean was back in seventh, sorry, beating six lengths. But Crystal Ocean there is rated 129. Right, which is the fourth highest rated horse in the world. Is Cracksman it? is rated one two five, and is beaten by six lengths. Proves my point, doesn't it? So that makes him rated one hundred and thirty-two, for example. Yeah. I Winks mean, is rated one hundred and thirty. Yeah. And is the highest rated horse in the world. Yeah, uh, pr- pr- proves my point completely. There's the ratings again that we get. That I, spe- I mean, even as racing historians, if you were to look back in this race on twenty years' time. You look on official ratings, and maybe not even the form, because Cracksman's form is better than mm-hmm. Crystal Ocean's. Mm-hmm. But on official ratings, Crystal Ocean's have to give him four pounds. Yeah, not right. Uh, and then the Balmoral Handicap, which was a cracking ride from James Doyle, Charger Bridge won that. How he got through, I, I do not know. It was a sea of class-esque ride. It either would have been perfect, or it would have ju- just been denied. But there were some big prices filling out the place... Uh, Places, uh, Escobar, MJ Jack. How do you ever say that? I, I always call it MJ yeah, Jack. I'll, I'll say MJ Jack. Uh, another bat and Kyron. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look ahead now. We have a dream has had a splendid season, and the dream becomes a reality at Aitree. We have a dream has dropped home in the anniversary under a delighted Dole Jacob. To the proper stuff, <laughs> to Cheltenham. <laughs> This and, weekend and this weekend and it's a two-day meeting the the showcase and there's some quite quite nice races going on. Shall we start with the Masterson's holding hurdle? Because we could be seeing a genuine champion car hurdle contender. We have a dreams due to starting that mm-hmm. against horse you're a big fan of in Radition. Yeah, uh, Radition first time out this season. Uh, his form dipped last season and apparently Alan King said he couldn't get the horse back after Cheltenham. He says it was. It was just not the same, and it wasn't any taking the right steps. But I think we have a dream will be hard to beat. Uh, he's 11-8 to favourite at the minute, which could be a decent price because he could go off even money odds on on the day, couldn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's, it, do you not find it interesting that Chiefly Park have Radisha now? I, they don't... I don't, I don't, they don't remember them having a jumper but, before. But normally they don't buy them as Cheveley Park, they buy them as their actual names. I think they, was it, what was the Jimmy Muffet horse in the Grand National? Oh, uh, Highland Lodge, or uh, Chief Dan George. Uh, Highland Lodge. Yeah. 
they had the pink with the purple cross belt. Oh, is that them? They're classed as Cheveley Park. I oh, think. Patricia Thompson. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're Cheveley Park. Oh, they, oh they, well, they have a load then. I didn't know they. Were, I didn't know they had Cheveley Park. I, I think they have Cheveley Park. Don't quote me if I'm. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that they're the colours, but they just come under their own name. No, that makes sense because I could be wrong again here. But did Radisson? Running the pink and purple once last season. Yes, he did at Cheltenham, didn't he? Yeah, because he—I mean, he was in—he was uh, because he was bought for Cheltenham off uh, Apple Tree Stud, I think, yeah. who who owned him previously. So yeah, it says on the sixth of April he was purchased by Mrs. David Thompson. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Sound. That's that's that mystery sort of then <laughs> why Chiefly Park have a jumper they always have it's just not really been them <laughs> them hiding behind Mrs Thompson I tell you a horse in that race who could run a good race at a big price is Paddle Your Own Canoe yeah I quite like him he, he's he's interesting yeah he's, he's, I mean he was beaten by Grand Sonsi at Chepstow last time out wasn't he and he then Grand Sonsi was second in a listed race last weekend at Kempton last Sunday yeah. I think so that form's fairly strong uh, at fourteen to one, it, it could be decent value. I, I, I don't think anyone will beat. We have a dream though. No, it's, it's, if it's, he runs, he wins. Simple. Yeah, yeah. And if we have a look at one of the novice chasers, because there's a horse you are a big fan of in entered in there. So it'll be the four twenty, which is a move over to matchbook novices chase and lost in translations. Entered and you're a big fan of him, Jim, aren't you? I am. Uh, he looks like he's made for fences. Uh, staying chases could be his thing and a potential Gold Cup winner, in my opinion. Do you reckon? Yes. I think he stays all day. I think he'd relish three miles. Uh, he's second behind Black Hop at Aintree. That's strong form. I thought he was going to win that day. Well, he beat, he beat Black Hop in a, he at beat, Newbury in December. Yeah. Uh he was a bit flat in the at Cheltenham when he was seventh, but maybe the pace of the race didn't suit him. Maybe, maybe two mile one and a half furlong was was just too sharp. Maybe maybe he's a stayer. Yeah, I I I, I could see that. I mean, the, the move with the times he's entered as well. He was a second season novice, a very uh, a lot more experience than these over fences, and he he wasn't too bad last season. Jenkins is in it. He'll probably go off favourite. I don't think Jenkins will run. I think they'll try and play conservative with him and look for easy targets this season because he's a. you need to be careful with Jenkins because he is a bit of a nutcase. Yeah, if we move now over to Friday. 3.45, the matchbook time to move over Novice's Chase, where... Beat that heads the field on ratings. Uh, Little Rockefeller's entered. Uh, Kill Brick and Storm, another horse that I'm very interested in this season. Beat, uh, beat that surely only heading the ratings because he's one of the only he's only he's actually ran. Yeah. How long's he been a novice for? He started last season, didn't he? Yeah. He's, he's ten now, is he not? I think Kill Brick and Storm, if he lines up, could run a big big race. Uh, he's third behind Next Destination and Delta Work. I thought that was one of the races of the season, the Irish Novice Hurdle. Great yeah, one. it stacks up well, that, doesn't it? It uh, stacks up really well. He's a Charlton yeah. Festival winner himself. 
I thought, did he go, did he win the at Cheltenham thirty three to one? He was massively overpriced, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was uh, because his form at Wincanton, he beat Van Gogh de Lange by twenty six lengths. Van Gogh de Vage, sorry. And that day he went so impressive. He, he just he looked like a stayer. And he's another one from the Colin Tizard yard that could be potential. Three miles. Yeah, the one I want to talk about in this is another one of Colin Tizard's, but he's really impressed me in the early part of the season, Drinks Interval, mm-hmm. the mayor, who ran really, really well, run, won really well at Chepstow. He beat DBC. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, beat DBC, beat Melanella Rewards. It was a fairly strong race, that. And she just, she jumped brilliantly. She popped over every fence. Led all the way? Yeah, it, 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 was, a, it was a proper, proper impressive victory, mm-hmm. I thought. And, you know, there are some seriously good hurdlers in this race. Little Rockefeller's entered, Kilbrick and Storm. But, I mean, Drinks Interval was already a better chaser than she was a hurdler. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And be, I, she, she's earned a crack at, at, at a good early season race like this. Yeah, she, uh, Richard Johnson's booked already, so I'm presuming that he's going to be riding. Yeah. What did you make of Li- Little Rockefeller's chase debut a couple of weeks ago where he beat... When you're ready, Freddy. Yeah, and the Rashi counter who's a horse. I'm, I'm, I might be talking about a fair bit this season. Uh, he did it in the style of Little Rockefeller, didn't he? He, he just ground it out. He, he, in my opinion, he, he was never going to get big because he, he's just a ground. He just grounds him down, stays all day. Uh, I, I like when you're ready, Freddy, but it's not running anytime soon that I know of. But. He could be a horse to step forward again because one and a half lengths behind Little Rockefeller. I think Little Rockefeller is a solid grade two horse. So, yeah. So I think there could be a nice handicap chase for when you're ready, Freddie, when he has a couple more runs and he's got a rating. Yeah, he's, that, 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 that were over two four at your talks. This is back up to three, which should play. It should suit him perfectly, Rockef- shouldn't Little it? Rockefeller's strengths, yeah. Yeah, uh, moving away from that, Jim, we need to talk about two Two glaring human errors at the weekend, don't we? One from Sean Quinlan, one from Joe Colliver. Uh, yeah, Sean Quinlan. His, I, I, I feel a bit sorry for him, really, because he did he did the right th- thing, I think, but he still got punished with twelve days, I think. But uh, the fence, the fence wasn't dolled off. I know, but when it was dolled off first time round. He sort of presumed that it's not, and, you, and he was lowing the. He was driving away. Yeah, if, if if no one's seen what we're talking about, this was on. They were both on Sunday at Sedgefield. The first was in the Durham National, and it Sean Quinlan was on, going really well on Red Giant, heading towards the second last. That fence had been doled off on the first circuit, but was supposed to be jumped on the second. Paige Fuller was down. I think, I think, she had a suspected broken collarbone. Yeah, sure. Well, it, but. The thing is, every other horse jumped it. Red Giant and Sean Quinlan didn't. They went around it and then pulled themselves up, realising they'd made a mistake. Sean Quinlan's got 12 days for that. <laughs> it's just one of them, innit? It's it, sort of... It's It was a bit like the Paul Townsend error at Punchestown. Yeah, it, it, it's it, just it, a human error. It happens once or twice a season. And it's that. this is why, and we need to reiterate, stuff like this isn't dodgy. It's human error. It's just a freak. I mean, the, the amount of the amount of people on Twitter. I, I I know people who aren't mega, mega into racing have retweeted the incident with Joe Colliver. Where again, 
His horse veers slightly whilst leading in the bumper inside the final furlong, again at Sedgefield, and he comes off. And the amount of people I've seen on Twitter saying Joe Colliver's jumped off, racing's fixed. Yeah. You know, he didn't he didn't jump off. You saw, the horse saw the parade ring and he veered straight to the Yeah, parade even ring. with that, it, look, it's it's not it's not his best day at the office. It's 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 one you'll have thought he, he should have stayed on. He should have stayed on. But it doesn't mean that you know, if 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 a foot if a goalkeeper you know, Rob Green, let's take Rob Green for example with the England World Cup. <laughs> No one, no one's first idea when Rob Green let that goal in against America was, oh, Rob Green's got money on America to score. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's the exact same thing. You've you got know, foot people, jockeys make mistakes sometimes, and they, they, they were two, two different but quite bad examples out of the weekend. And it, just, it does wind me up when, when you see... You know, yeah. all, all, all of Twitter saying Joe Colliver should be banned for life and that is a cheating git, when reality is he's just made a bit of a poor error. You've got split seconds to react, haven't you? Yeah. And, and especially when you're about a, when you're in the final furlong, you don't really bother about where the parade ring is or what you're doing. You've just got your head down driving to the line, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. And until you ride a horse yourself, you don't know how actually difficult it is exactly. Exactly. to actually control a horse because it's near on impossible. For someone like me. Oh yeah, well you can crush it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, I say, uh, I I just wanted to put that in there because the the amount of vitriol I've seen on social media it, on it, Sunday. It's not right, is it? Uh, no, it's not that right. Social media is good for like people praising the ride of Stradivarius at the weekend, saying that how good Frankie Dittori is and. How Ryan Moore shouldn't have let him off, but it wasn't Ryan Moore's fault that he let Stradivarius come close around the corner, was it? His horse went wide around the corner. He, he didn't have. He wanted to stay sharp, but Stradivarius got the gap, didn't he? Everyone slag. He's quick to slag people off, but if they were to do it, they wouldn't like it themselves, would they? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, there was some all right racing at Foss last over the weekend as well over the jumps. Is that the last we've seen of the new one? Getting soundly beaten in the Welsh Champion Hurdle, and if so, what a cracking horse he's been. It, yeah, I'd retire him now. Just, just leave his past exhibits behind. He's been a cracking horse for the owner, for owners, not necessarily for punters because he's a frustrating horse to back. But if you own the new one, how much pride would you have in that horse? You, you could tell everyone. Everyone knows the new one, don't they? Yeah, I mean, he's consistently been. A graded level hurdler for about five or six years, aren't mm-hmm. they? And is is I mean, is is probably never quite been top class, but there's there's a lot, a lot to like about him. You know, he's won a name tree hurdle, aren't he? Mm-hmm. And he's finished placed in champion hurdles. He's a cracking, cracking little animal. Uh, I hope it's not the last we get to see of him, but I know I know there is talk of him being retired after that. But where do you, where would you go from this after that poor run? Did he pull up? Finished seventh, seven, seventh. Did he eight. finish? Yeah. Where, where would you go? Would you would you go handicapping? He's, yeah, he's I would. Up in trip, three mile handicapping. The Potemps target the new one at the Potemps. Yeah, I could see that. Handicapping, something like that. Something like that. Just re, you know, try and reinvent him a little bit, because he's. I mean, it, it's one. It's one poor run, really, isn't it? It's not. Not woeful. I know he was soundly beaten in the stairs hurdle last season as well, but but I don't know. I'd 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 like to see him 
have a full season over over long distances, I think. I think, yeah. I don't think he's got the speed as what he used to. No. So, three-mile trip could suit him perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Vision de Flo, you're a, you, it was a, he departed a bit early, didn't he? Yeah, that, that that was in the novice chase on that day. I know he's he's a novice chaser, both myself and James. Are quite well. We're looking forward to seeing. We saw him for six fences, and then he got rid of the jockey. He, did, he didn't really do anything wrong. He sort of just he stumbled he on landing. Took a false step on landing. Yeah. He jumped the fence perfectly fine, but he just did that little stumble, and that's what created that error. Yeah, the the winner of that race is Bags Groove, who's a horse I think could make into a, quite a useful chaser this season. Mm-hmm. He was a decent hurdler, wasn't he, last season? Yeah, he rated right the peak of 145 over hurdles. And it, it, he had made his chase debut at Etoxia back in May. So he's, he was already experienced. He had, he's obviously he's had the summer off, waited for the season proper to start. He was withdrawn in Jenkins's race last time. Yeah, out, he was, he was, yeah. But yeah, he's won that. It's, it's not a bad little novice chase. That there were no comment were in behind Tommy Rapper, Jester Jet, Cool Cody all down the field. It's not not a bad little novice chase. If we go back to the Welsh Champion Earl James, what do you make of the winner of that Silver Streak, who won the Swinton Hurdle well, as well? I was there when he won the Swinton Hurdle, and I, it was I, all Evan Williams just seems to have that knack of winning the Swinton Hurdle. I think he won it with Court Minstrel. He targets hand, good handicappers that are probably about graded level. Yeah, to to that race, and then he's progressed even more. I was quite impressed by him. He jumped well. He jumped slick. He, yeah. He's he's slick over his fences, uh, over his hurdles. Sorry. So, yeah. Yeah, he's only five as well. This should be more improvement to come from him. And would you be surprised if he made into a the sort of horse who could mix it in graded company this season? I won't. I won't be surprised if he did, because he's he's won the Swinton and he's won the. Welsh champion hurdle. So where do you go from here? You have you have to go for a bigger target. Yeah, there's another one. We'll have to talk about him. Regards to top level hurdling, because that was Vedana Blue, who absolutely destroyed. Cantered all over. Yeah, him, didn't he? a fairly decent field at, in a listed race at Kempton on Sunday. Old Guard was second, and Smenevalin was third. It's not. Yeah, I mean, she, she was in the champion hurdle last season. Once she was entered, she didn't end up running. Or was she taken out on the day? She was taken out on the day because of the ground, I think. Do you yeah. Th- do you think good ground is her game? It could be. It was good to firm at, at Kempton, which is rare you see You see jumping on ground, certain, ground that yeah. quick nowadays. Yeah. Well, if you look at her form, uh, she either runs on good or good to soft. She run on soft. I think it was in the bet. Uh, was it the Betfair hurdle? Not the Betfair hurdle. Was it Kalashnikov won? When Kalashnikov won, yeah. Uh, she travelled through the race beautifully. Uh, I think Davey Russell rode her that day. And it just didn't quite get home. And I think the gr- I think the ground is key to it. If we have a dry season, which is probably unlikely because it always rains, doesn't it? But Cheltenham time, sun's shining. She could be something special on good ground. Yeah, again, she'll be another who'll probably be targeted towards the top level races this season. Maybe not the grade ones, but you can you, you can see a pitching up in a grade two. Mare's hurdle. I think she's quick. I think I think she's a two miler. Two miler. Yeah, solid. Because again, old guards are very you know one of them that is a quite a good benchmark of abilities, consistent, and we know thoroughly how good old guard is. Mm-hmm. And she's done in by seven. It's it's not. 
it's not a bad performance at all. And you can see her having quite a decent campaign this year. Where would you go next for her? Oh, I've got no idea. Maybe. I mean, the Greatwood's the obvious one. I mean, she won that off one four three, so she'll be she'll be up, up seven or eight. Minimum. Minimum, yeah. And you can win the Greatwood off one fifty. Mm-hmm. You can win the Greatwood off one fifty. And now we're going to introduce a new feature here. Myself and James have both picked one horse that's caught our eye this week. We're going to call it Eye Catcher of the Week. Very, very originally. <laughs> yeah. So which horse were you intrigued by this week? Dynamite Dollars. He, uh, he won at Market Raisin this weekend. He beat Highway or 101. Highway 101, I think that's yeah. what you call it. He was a solid hurdler last season, Highway 101. And then he was impressive on his debut at Newton Abbott. He beat Flying Tiger by six lengths. Now, Flying Tiger is... Cheltenham Festival winner. Cheltenham Festival winner. So, the form is strong there. He was fancied that day. But, but Dynamite Dollars has had a wind operation since last time he ran. And that was his first time over fences. Uh, he beat Highway 101 by nine lengths. Uh he was ridden just before the last fence and popped over. And I think he could be still on the improve. He's rated 132, so he's going to go up. Well, that's over hurdles, isn't uh, it? Do, yeah. do you reckon, what, what do you reckon would be an, an, an opening mark for him over fences if you're Phil Smith? 139. Off the back of one run in a 3 one race at market raising. Yeah. I, I, th- I rate him that highly. Do you? Yeah. Well... Again, if we're listening to Paul Nichols, I apologise and please be thankful that Jim Watson isn't that handicapper well, that's why for, for, right. for crushing your dreams of having a good campaign with well, dynamite dollars off well, an opening mark. Well, what rating would you give him? It'd, it'd be similar to what he's over hurdles off the back of one, running a you know, four-runner race. It's not a bad race. Dr. Des is back in third. I know. Dr. Des is a solid... All- I, I, I followed him a lot last season and... He let me down a lot, of, a lot of times, but he he just didn't jump as well as the rest. That yeah. was his issue. The the one I'd like to mention is a horse who ran at Kempton on Sunday and finished third in a fall runner race. But it was Wally Spirit in the novice hurdle over two five last race on the card. Uh, he's Nick. He's trained by Nicky Henderson. He's a big grey. He's still a maiden as well. He would have won that race. He, I think his saddle slipped off the last after the last, and Jerry McGrath came home, just holding on to the reins, really. <laughs> and it was a tight finish. That the winner of that was Hidden and Glen, by which is one of Ben Paulins, who was a South, who was a, won a bumper at Southwell last season. But the, the interesting form, the second is Admiral Barratre, who was beaten a neck in second. Now he's he's also still a maiden. But he's got a cracking piece of form, which is a second place finish at Newbury last season. Lost in translation, who we've talked about earlier, won that. But simply the bets was third, and Black Op was fourth. It's quite a nice little run that. Yeah. And I, I know, I know, he's had almost a year off, Admiral Barratry, but I'd keep all three of them on side. I think that could be a decent novice hurdle. Yeah, it did, and he's finished third, but I think Wally Spirit. Probably looked shaped the best. He just he finished like a rocket, wrong. didn't he? Yeah, things things went wrong for him. He, he, he led over the last saddle, slipped, 
and he God had, knows what were happening. He had to avoid that rail in the last half, 200 yards, didn't he? Yeah, and then he came home again with McGrath out the saddle. Yeah, it it was an in, a weird little run, but he showed ability that day. The first two home, Hidden Glen and Admiral Barrettree, and are other two other horses who I expect to to do some winning this season. But that that'd be my eye catcher of the week. He's got a rating of one one nine, so he's plenty of movement off that, couldn't he? He'll win off that. He win. He could win quite a couple off that. I yeah, think. easily. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's better than. He's, he, well, I think he's better than one one nine. Surely, and he, he step step him up even further. He could do. He could do. I mean, that 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 were over two five. He looks. He looks to me like one whose future will be over further. Whether that's this season or in the next couple, I'm not sure. But yeah, he's, he, he looks a nice little prospect. Only a four year old, and you know whether it's back in novice company or in a handicap. There's races to be won with all his spirit. And before we go, we'll just have a quick quick couple of minutes discussing the Vertum Futurity Trophy. Used to be known as the, the Racing Post Trophy, trophy. as everyone will know it as. But is is this gonna be a race that's just guess which one of Aidan O'Brien's is the best? Because he's got It's a bit of an Aidan O'Brien lottery, isn't it? He's got Five or six, six. and including the two favourites, Magna Grecia, Japan. He's also got Broome, Norway, Cape of Good Hope and Sydney Opera House. But I know the one you're a fan of, James, is John Gosden's horse entrance, Turgenev. Turgenev, I think that's how you say it. Turgenev was impressive last time out at Newmarket uh, on soft ground, and I think the forecast at Doncaster is due to be soft. He beat Il Paradiso by one and a half lengths, but he, he travelled on the bridle. He, he didn't really race that much. It didn't take much out of him. He he loved the ground, and even be, uh, before that uh, race, he caught my eye at Newcastle. He won by seven lengths, and when Gosden sends one to Newcastle, you've got to keep an eye out because he sent Enable, didn't he? He sent... Yeah. Uh, who else did he send? Stradivarius? I've got no idea, Jim. I think, I think he's... No a, idea whatsoever whether, whether Stradivarius sent, started, but we'll go with that. I know yeah. Enable started up at Newcastle. And I read that Stradivarius won a handicap at Beverly off 72. First time, like, won a handicap off 72 at Beverly. Over one mile, two and a half. That is mad. That is mad. That is mad. Are you not slightly worried that the horse, that Il Paradiso, of, which is one of Aidan O'Brien's, that, that Turgenev beat at Newmarket, is still a maiden? Yeah. And then went... Went back when he went back to Ireland, got beaten in a maiden again. Yeah, surely I, he's nowhere the, near the, one of O'Brien's top ones. Yeah, there is a slight doubt about that, but John Gosden can get them ready, freshen them up, try again, and it's on the improve. But another horse I'm interested in, and it is in the Aidan O'Brien lottery, is Norway. Now I followed this horse this season, and his first run he was fifth, and he went straight in my tracker, and then. Last time out, he won the Zetland Stakes at Newmarket Listed Contest. And he stayed all day. He's the son of ruler of the world. And I think that this season, nor, uh, next season, Norway over staying trips could be 
a St. Ledger or a da- well, yeah, like I his mean, dad, like a Derby type. He'll be down in trip, won't he, for the Racing Post Trophy? The Zetland's over so, one too. Yeah, this is a this is a mile, which is a slight question mark. But I heard that he might not even. I thought that were it after the Zetland. I thought he wasn't running again this season, but I was surprised to see him entered. Now, if two down hots the best two-year-old this season, which he is, he is. Definitely. Then how highly do you rate Phoenix of Spain? I thought that was a really good run behind uh, two down hot in the champagne sticks. Uh, he, I think he wants a bit further. I think the step up to a mile could be his his game. He's He was impressive when beating Watan by one and a half lengths at York in the Acom. And I thought Watan at the time was a good thing. And then Phoenix of Spain come from the back and trounced him. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I don't really have a strong opinion in this race. I say Japan, who was one of Aidan O'Brien's, won the Beresford last time out. That's, 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 that's a, always the standard, isn't it? The Beresford. Yeah, it, 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 tend, it tends to be a good a horse who wins the Beresford tends to be pretty good. Yeah, there's no donkeys that win the Beresford, is there? No, and the favourites, Magna Grisha, who was second at Newmarket the, last um, time out. Persian King? Yeah, in a group three. Andre Farber. I'm interested in that Andre Farber horse because he... he he didn't look like he handled the dip all that well. And I, th- I think Magna Grecia rallied with him. And I-, I think Persian King, you could mark him up for even more than his actual run. Because because when he got straight, he rallied again and won slightly comfortably. He looks quite a big horse as well, he's scopy. So I think he could be one to keep an eye on next season. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost guessing right now which of the Aiden O'Brien cohort will actually turn up. There's bound to be a couple of them. And there's a bit of a mystery behind Carl Berkshire and Kadar. Now, he beat Walderstern, and Walderstern won on debut at Newmarket, impressively, and everyone put him in the notebooks and noticed. And he absolutely cantered past him with ease at Haydock on the soft... Was it soft ground? Good to soft? So... Uh, I think Kadar, he's been withdrawn the last two times. I think he was withdrawn in the Magna Grecia race and Persian King. But there's a, a bit of a question mark, will he run, won't he run? And I think next season, he looks like a horse that could do with a nice summer, and a good winter, sorry, and could grow up a bit and could be a decent type for next season. Yeah, he he represents a Phoenix Furrowbred Limited, which is that what uh, Rachel Hood runs? Yeah, uh, they're not afraid to spend a bit of money no they're mind. not I've got to say they've got, they've got a fair bit of dollar behind them that operation yeah <laughs> I won't mind being a few pound behind them <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tip anything for this race because I've I say I'm not as clued up on my two year olds as James is I'll leave it to James who wins the racing post well the Vertem Futuri- Futurity Trophy I'm gonna stick with Turgenev but I think Turgenev and Phoenix of Spain could run a really big race I, I'd like Norway but I don't think Norway will run I, I think it's he wants further, so he shouldn't run him. But Turgenev, Turgenev first, Phoenix of Spain second, and Magna Grecia third. Oh, we've got a one, two, three. Tricast followers out there, you can lump on. I won't, I won't lump on it. Yeah, well, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking about the Charlie Hall, and we'll be discussing the first proper weekend of jumps action on next week's show. That was Turf Talk. I'm Lewis Tomlinson. That's James Watson. And see you next week. <laughs>